Oh, Christ. Yes. Oh. oh, what was that? What are we doing? Go on, go on, go on. <laughs> Sounds like something you find in your penis. Oh, God. <laughs> I got my feet in cement. I got my head in the clouds. You might call me demented, but I am too damn proud. I got a hunger for something outside the status quo. So pull up your chair. Yeah, 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 though. Hi, my name is Reagan Fox, and I am of the world. And today I'm joined by my two lady friends, Matt Weinstein of Yeast Radio. Hi, just ate pot bellies. I'll be farting. And Wanda Wisdom of her, um, I was going to say, drug addiction? Former. Former drug addiction. Yeah, former drug And former podcast. Of her former mm-hmm. drug addicted podcast. How are you yes. ladies doing? Fabulous. Now we, should note, we should note that uh, we had already recorded. Mm. We were 15 minutes well, deep. Technically we were not. balls deep into a recording, but Trangran realized that she wasn't actually recording. So the only she person know who how got to push buttons. Well, it wasn't yeah, a recording like a then if I wasn't recording. Now, was it? Right. So you just right. lied. You lied just right. like. Um, you know, uh, all the pharaohs. And I mean, Fausto, pharaohs, all the pharaohs. Fausto, pharaoh. Fausto, pharaoh, nose. Pharaoh. You should invite him back to the show. No. <laughs> Just um, to see what would happen. So, Wanda, I hear you're going on a cruise on the diarrhea boat. Oh, I am. Thank you so much. I, I could completely forgot until you just brought it oh, up right this sure, very sure, second. Sure. No, we're going on a cruise. I love cruises. You know what? I never thought I would realize how much fun cruises are. I feel kind of like Auntie Vera Charles. What major design? Are you going on different? a cruise because you're getting an abortion? Is it a special abortion cruise? Well, let's just say I might be with child and I need to go away for a few months. Let me ask you a question, if I may, mm. about your relationship, your sexual relationship. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Do that. Are you and your boyfriend versatile? Ooh, oh, or God. does one assume a preferred role? She got the top, uh, the front, and mean, the bottom. You just lay there. What? Um, there is a produ- let's say. Uh, how am I going to put this? They're versatile. They're versatile. I think we well, already discussed this. To, to theoretically speaking, perhaps, but for the most part, there's uh, one plays a certain role over the other. What's the percentage? Well, I want to know who. Tell who does no, what. No, that's none of your beeswax. What's the percentage? Can you at least tell the percentage? Well, you don't have to say who's who. Oh, I would say, well, lately, uh, for the most part, like 100%, but it's not okay. beyond the realm of possibility. Is it because you don't like cleaning your ass? Tell the truth. <laughs> I, I think that's. I think we've. Why are you asking this question? Is the better, better. I'm point. just curious. Yeah, well, I I read an interesting infographic, which, by the way, <laughs> I love infographics, and because they combine two of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. And um, info and graphics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, it was on how to make a marriage work. Mm-hmm. And it was based on actual research, and some of the things mm-hmm. they said was that you need to have sex at least twice a week. Duh. What Do else? you have sex at least twice a week, Wanda? 
Oh no, that's what, for that's for sure. No. What about you, yeah. Reagan Fox? No, I don't. I you know that seems like a lot to me. See, that's funny because I'm the one that's not in a committed relationship. Well, never mind. I mean, I'm in a monogamous relationship, but not a committed relationship. And I have sex twice a week or more. With Cadizia on Rockefeller. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Actually, it's Rock Rockefeller now. With oh, the same Rock, person or with different people? I to- monogamous means one person. That's what mono means. It's like your mononucleosis. Is okay. it with Cheryl? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, can yeah. you all hold on? I got to check my nuts. Jesus Christ. I got to take my... You can talk, but I just got to take my nuts out of the oven. Okay, okay. What are you making? And the other things that it said, the other thing that it said were recipes for success. You have to for every negative interaction, you have to have five positive interactions. Does that mean like I'm doing positive as in HIV positive? No, no, that is not barebacking. That's not Mm. means no, 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 no. And what else did they say? I'm sorry. How many positive reactions for every? So one negative, and for how many positives did you say, or vice versa? For five, I mean, you're going to fail this no matter who you're with. <laughs> Just I tell me tell anyway. Right now. What was the num- What was the ratio? It, you're supposed to have for every negative interaction, you should have five positive interactions. No. Uh-uh. What's considered <laughs> a negative interaction? You're ugly. Is that negative? What about your fat? Is that negative? I think just just being annoyed by the other person, I'm guessing, or, or mm. letting that annoyance show through right. in the way you communicate with him or her. You're right, I failed. But who made this up? Helen Gurley Brown? Oh, no, she's dead. Helen Gurley Brown. It was the Dalek woman. Seriously, just because it's a, an infographic on the internet, who, that doesn't necessarily mean it's... Infographics ac- are real, Who? Madge. What day turd is it based on? I don't know. Don't ask me questions about sources. What just, is this, a presidential debate? Well, I'm just trying to stall since Wanda's apparently still checking her nuts. Pickle! Pickle! See, Pickle. now we have to Pickle. digress. Um, how was you know that is such a crock. How do I feel about I was what? not. I was not able to listen to it live because I was in San Diego. Oh, we had a really good um, call. Oh, okay, yes. Wanda's back. We don't have to talk about that. Can you hear me now? We yeah. had a really good call to a massage parlor with a woman who could not pronounce words properly and cheryl made her say prolapse many times okay, <laughs> okay. next good, topic good, good, good. yeah what are you oh, making a least... salad wanda i mean what are you toasting nuts for uh i i'm, I'm trying i'm experimenting uh-huh. i wanted to make some sweet roasted nuts for a snack and i got this recipe on the wet interwebs what kind of nuts uh, it's like sugar and sugar uh, aren't nuts. Cinnamon on almond. Oh, what kind of nuts? Yeah. Almonds. Oh, raw almonds. Yeah, raw al- almonds. That sounds good. I love almonds. And then I use this uh, coconut sugar. Have you heard of this? It's very mm-hmm. good for you. Is it for vegans? <laughs> I bet vegans mm-hmm. could eat it. Okay, so can I mention this? And I don't want to get anyone upset, but I've been asking this on the internet, and I haven't gotten a good answer for it. Uh Uh-oh. The question is, if veganism is so great, why are vegans always, as in always, bitchy? Well, you realize that this is not a new observation, Madge. I thought it was. No, you are reinventing the wheel. This is something that stand-up comics talk about all the time. Like, if you're so happy being a vegetarian... I, no, they say, 
And now I know why vegetarians are so angry all the time because they're hungry. It's like bad no, stand-up but, comedy. But that was vegetarian. I'm saying vegan. Okay. Well, that makes all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you ruined my life. Thanks. Thanks. That's fine. <laughs> um, you sound like my mom. Yeah. Just like her. Just I just like ha- I've been reading a lot, and rich. I have a hard time believing vegans are being healthy. And I know I'm going to get hate mail, but um, yeah, I I I think vegan. I would love to be a vegan. Honestly, that's why I hate them so much because I've tried, and so far I haven't been successful. But I do believe it's very very healthy from from what I've read and from what Bill Clinton did. And you're a big Clintophile, Wintered, so I'm surprised you wouldn't. Yeah. Be no. in favor of the veganism, considering how Bill Clinton raves about it and says it saved his lives, and so did well, Al- now Al Gore is a vegan. Mm-hmm. I I like Bill Clinton, but that doesn't mean I'm going to cheat on my wife. What does that have to do so, with anything? Oh, the tension is so thick today on this hot show. <laughs> I'm just mm. saying that I don't have to agree with everything just because I like the guy. Mm-hmm. 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 What is your? Can you say what your husbands do, gentlemen, people, ladies? Huh? What do your husbands huh? do, like for a living? Mine's a librarian. What is yours, Wondered? Uh, he's a drug dealer. No, uh, <laughs> pharmacist. <laughs> Good job, Wanda. A chef. Uh, <laughs> Let me guess. A chef. Personal no. trainer. No. Footballer. He works for a uh, quasi-governmental uh, uh, outfit. Okay. Here in the city. Mm-hmm. Wow. He is a public okay. servant. I will, put, I will go that far. Very nice. State levels, mm-hmm. municipal, what? Uh, well, see, it's Quaylude. I think that's a Rockefeller. Quasi Rockefeller. Quasi Rockefeller. No. <laughs> see, in Minneapolis, we have the city and then we have the park board. He doesn't work for the city. Oh, he's a ranger. Whew. Wee? Yeah, no. As a friend of mine calls him, he's the gardener, but he's not a gardener. Chance. He works in bureaucracy. Wheel. All right, so well, that's good. Glad I know that information. I'm sure the audience does too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to know. Mm-hmm. Top, bottom. Hey, did you know? <laughs> did you know that um, in Sochi right now there is a, a luge performer on the luge. Russian team whose name is Seaman. No. And it, for real, it's S-E-M-E-N. Seaman Pavlichenko. Is he Russian? <laughs> and there, Yes, he's Russian. And then there's a German guy, a skier, named Andreas Wank. That's interesting. Uh, well, I don't think that's that funny, but I do like Seaman Plashivanko or you, whatever his you name know, is. You know what that reminds me of? When because, I should have mentioned this before because it's a Stevie Nicks reference. You know, We've been talking about her because of the horror story. But when I worked for Philips Medical Systems in in the Netherlands, we had a client from Australia, and his name was Stan Bag. And I'd be like, Stan Bag, Stan Bag, in the middle of the room, girdle, the end. Stan Bag. So what is going on in the world right now that we find interesting or controversial? Well, that that pharaoh... Okay, well, first of all, there's some serious... Do we want to talk about real stuff or fake stuff? Let's do fake stuff first, because it's fun. 
Okay. Okay, what's the fake stuff? The Mia Farrow thing, that continuation. Oh, God. Ooh, you know, I, oh, this is, this is exciting for me, actually, because uh-huh. the rape was really exciting for me. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> uh, Rosie O'Donnell is following me on Twitter now. I'm so ecstatic. Um, mm-hmm. I That's great. went onto YouTube and discovered that she was recently on The View. She made a return to The View, and I had to watch it because I loved her on The View. Yeah. I mean, some of her ideas were kind of wonky. She's a 9-11 truther, which I, I think is a little out there. But yeah. for the most part, I agree with her politics. And um, she... <clears throat> talked about this because she's friends. She's really good friends with Mia Farrow and she knows Dylan Farrow and she was like unequivocal. She was like, this happened. Mm-hmm. This happened, 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 oh. happened. Rosie so, O'Donnell said it. Yeah. Well, um, you know, it's kind of like we said last week. I tend to err on the side of believing the person who's making the allegation because what is a an epidemic in the United States is child sex abuse. What is not an epidemic is people lying <laughs> about child sex abuse. And so I, I buy it. And um, she's certainly a lot more familiar with the situation that, oh, oh, and Dylan Farrow came out with a response to Woody Allen's claims that uh, Mia Farrow had set him up and all this other stuff with actual evidence um, specific quotations from the police report, and it's quite persuasive. So at any rate, like I, I uh, sent Rosie O'Donnell a tweet, or I tweeted about her, and she's a, I think she's a Big Brother super fan. Um, and I said, you know, just way to go, and I really enjoyed her appearance on The View, and she followed me, so I'm super stoked. Well, get her on this grum. Oh, I should. I should get her on this hot grum. Mm-hmm. I my attitude is I, I wouldn't say settled because I've read the articles in this article and that what it comes down this is what I think if he really molested her or whatever it's called then surely there will be more victims to come out of the woodwork in the coming days months weeks just because just like when they first started uh, in the I think it was the eighties in America when the when the priests the pedophile priests started coming out i never heard of that shit and then all of a sudden one guy's like oh yeah this priest molested me and everybody's like you liar you know you made this shit up and then they interview psychologists saying you know there's no way this could have happened he probably made it up blah 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 but then there was another one and another one and another one and another one so i think um i think that and it always happens too like when some you know with clarence thomas there's always more people there's always more than one victim so i'm excited to find out if there's going to be other people coming out. I guess well, for me, like the only redeeming uh, thing about this story, because I can't for the life of me understand why we are so fascinated by this one story. Presumably it's because right. it's Woody Allen. And, well, that, and that's why I call it fake news. There, there's this very, um, you know, the, the two parties involved, both sides are very, you know, public and so there's celebrity. You throw that in there. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But for me, I guess the only redeeming part of having this conversation out loud in everybody's face for the last few weeks is that at least the issue is getting brought up and people are talking about it and there's an opportunity to educate people about it. But other than that, I feel like 
I'm getting to the point now where I'm like, do we need to keep, like, why are we doing this in the media? Like, if there's a real issue here, can somebody please investigate something so that we can have some, well, it, what somebody is amazing. be held accountable? What is amazing, and it does remind, well, it does remind, a, does remind me. a no. statute of limitations on it that ran yeah. out probably 15 years ago. But if I may, if I can just tell you sure. some of the things that Dylan Farrow said when she was, refuting uh, Woody Allen's open letter that mm-hmm. he posted in the New York Times website. Yeah. Um, and this is, she's, okay, with all the attempts to misrepresent the facts, it's important to be reminded of the truth contained in court documents from the only final ruling in this case by the New York Supreme Court in 1992 in denying my father all access to me. That court, deep, the first bullet point, debunked the experts my father claimed exonerated him, calling them colored by their loyalty to Mr. Allen, criticizing the author of the report who never met me for destroying all supporting documentation and calling their conclusions sanitized and therefore less credible. And I should say um, that Woody Allen, I think, refused to do a state-sanctioned lie detector and instead had his own experts submit the lie detector. So when he says that he passed the lie detector test, that's not exactly true. Uh, The second bullet point – the court included testimony from babysitters who witnessed inappropriate sexual behavior by Woody Allen toward Dylan. The third bullet point, um, the court found that there is no credible evidence to support Mr. Allen's contention that Miss Farrow coached Dylan and that Miss Farrow acted upon a desire for revenge against him for seducing Soon Yi. Mr. Allen resorts to the stereotypical woman scorn defense. Um, is an injudicious attempt to divert attention from his failure to act as a responsible parent. And finally concluded that the evidence proves that Mr. Allen's behavior toward Dylan was grossly inappropriate and that measures must be taken to protect her. And finally, the Connecticut state prosecutor found probable cause to prosecute, but made the decision not to, in an effort to protect Dylan's um, to, in an effort to protect villain, a child victim. Okay, given let me, her fragile state. Let me ask you something. I've, I've read all that. I've read every article I can read. I read that too. But let me ask you something. Uh, and you would, since you didn't watch our podcast yesterday, I want to. You wouldn't know this, but there was a woman on my strange addiction who sniffs diapers and licks diapers, and she sucks the juice out of diapers. And they were like <laughs> showing how great this is. And they were like showing she goes to her sister's house who has twins, and she sniffs their crotches. They show this yeah. on camera. She sniffs their crotches and takes their, and makes her, ch- and changes their diapers so that she can put the diaper in their purse. And yeah. that sounds to me an awful lot like what, what Woody Allen was to alleged to have done. But since it's like on My Strange Addiction, it's just cute. So there. That's my point. Maybe he just had a strange addiction. <laughs> Okay. Maybe I mean, like, what? What's he accused of? Besides, like, he had his head in her in the girl's lap, supposedly, right? And he was sniffing her or something. And the I other, th- I, I actually don't know. See, the thing is, there, there's no evidence that he did anything to her. I think that's the problem. It's just circumstantial. Well, I think that uh, I, uh, I don't know. But no, Maybe there, I'm no, just there having... was there was evidence. There was probable cause, and the uh, prosecutor decided not to go forward. But there was no like rape her. kit. There was no like actual medical evidence. Forensic so evidence. both sides have had their chance in the court of public opinion to state their case. Now, what are we supposed to do? Exactly. If what what's the I point? Mean, I mean, I, I don't know. want like I don't know. I honestly, yeah. I'm not qualified to make decisions about people's guilt or innocence. I I have read little bits and pieces here and there, and I guess you know you can form your opinion and 
and I, I presumably, if you're not involved directly in the case or you're not qualified, we can all have our own opinions about things. But right, other than that, I'm now. still curious what we're supposed to be doing or what these people, these individuals. I don't, I, I don't think it's a case of what you need to be doing. I think the conversation in and of itself is the doing. And and I love the fact that Dylan points out that. Uh, Woody Allen has relied on this woman-scorned defense. I mean, these things are huge problems in our culture that Mm -hmm. aren't going away, and it's largely because people don't talk about them. So I I think a high-profile case um, that was sparked in part because Woody Allen getting this award where he's being honored in part because the way that he deals with women – in his films, I, I think it's an important conversation to have. It's uh, in ancient Greece, they have a term called kairos, and kairos refers to the uh, correct timing and opportunity to make an argument. And I think kairos explains why the conversation is being had again. Well, um, Purple Rose of Cairo was also a nice movie. And, and keep in mind, to to my knowledge, this is the only time that Dylan Farrow. And uh, Ronan Farrow, as adults, have made a public case out of this. Well, there was a Vanity Fair article in, like, uh, November, I believe. And uh, so that was actually the first public, you know. And that there's – there's a lot of weird stuff about this case, but I do like the idea – I mean, that stuff aside, because, like, I'm – what I find weird, the only person whose motives I find questionable are actually Ronan the the Frank Sinatra kid. And I find that whole thing really weird because here's Mia bragging that her son is possibly um uh Frank Sinatra's child and who Woody Allen's been playing paying child support as if it's his, but and um you know, and then it's very questionable, like why did this kid bring up this whole issue when he tweeted about it? And then all of a sudden he's moving into a one point five million dollar apartment in the upper west or east side right now. It's just weird. It's like it's in a way it's his launching his public um, career since he really had nothing going on. He's done nothing. And now he's going to be a public figure because. Well, no, that's that's not true. He's been he's been a player in politics. I don't have his bio in front of me, but he's made he's he's had a public life Mm -hmm. (laughs) before this. And I think it's I, I think it's noble for him to come out in the public sphere and to defend his sister and to defend his mother against somebody who he thinks is a rotten person. I would hope that people would do the same thing. I mean, I can only speak from my perspective as Mm -hmm. somebody who is a sex abuse survivor. I know for quite some time that, um, even though I told members of my family what had happened, everybody just acted like it didn't exist. I remember when I told my grandmother what happened to me because my brother um, was one of the people who uh, perpetrated that crime. And she, I remember her telling me, I remember it distinctly. Um, she said, well, there are two sides to every story. And I just thought, well, what? No, this isn't about like differ. It, this isn't a difference of opinion. This is something that factually happened to me, and nobody was holding him accountable. So that's as far so, as it went. What with, with my in, brother? Yeah, with like the things I said to my brother. There was no um, investigation. Nothing. Well, no, it was so. You know, I didn't nothing really happened. come out to my family about it until mm-hmm. I was an adult. Uh-huh. Oh, I see. And by then, by then, there's nothing that you can do. So, you know, if you can't, 
if there's not going to be any type of criminal justice for it, I think that there is a place to have a conversation about it. And it's an important conversation to have. And, you know, we, we joke about the Fausto situation a lot on the show, but mm. what really upset me about that situation, and this is just a little bit of history um, for what led up to that big argument, is we were having a show about um, yeah. sexual proclivities, yeah, I that's believe. What, that's what brought it up. Because when um, because what happened is basically, and this is so going to be, you know, paraphrased, but Basically, um, you were, you know, they were mad at you because you said potato. And then, you know, one of them, I think it was Mark and like four in the morning sent me an email and, and we're not rehashing this for any reason other than just because it's related to the sexual abuse stuff. But, um, and he had sent me an email like four in the morning saying, well, you shouldn't listen to Reagan. He's a child, you know, abuse survivor and they're always lying. Right. Or it's the part of the cycle of abuse, which by the way, the cycle of abuse and that's, that's really why and, and that's really why we dropped them from the show we just always say sheltered them from that which is kind of weird when you think about it in a way we were covering it but, up too but that's that's exactly what i'm talking about okay. you know these these are not easy conversations to have and yeah. you know even after that we got so much flack for that decision and but we so never actually I, said well part of it why. is because we didn't talk about it see openly. we never we, told right. we never told the audience i think as far as i know this is the first time we've even mentioned specifically that 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 he had accused you of basically being you know in, incredible as in not credible because of your childhood sexual abuse right so i called him a potato and then this really sensitive moment because in <laughs> yeah. that show we were kind of like making light of uh, sex acts and stuff like that and i mm. wanted to use it as an opportunity to talk about something more serious mm-hmm. and um so to turn around the following week and use that as ammunition against me seemed really sad. And that's kind of what I, not the same thing, but I think this is partially why I bring it up because I I look at the Dylan Farrow situation and to dismiss Dylan Farrow as somebody who is just trying to get back at somebody or, you know, Mm -hmm. to take abuse and use it against somebody is the lowest of the low. I mean, it's really adding insult to injury. So I feel like there is a reason there is a compelling need to discuss. I agree. And it's very interesting because like for me, and I think like I represent, I think I represent the, the person who is completely detached from this because honestly, I've never been a sex, you abuse survivor. Thankfully, I've never known any of them, you know, closely and never had any issue with this in my family. And it's just not been an issue. So it, to me, it's just one of those distant issues like murder or, you know, I don't know, like, um, you know, drowning or being on the Titanic or getting diarrhea on a carnival cruise. You know, it's very distant for me. But but so that's why, like, I think, and this may help you understand why people are having a hard time with it. It's hard for me to believe, and I understand it's true, but that how common this is. Because for me, like, I never thought, oh, I'm so lucky I'm not a vi- victim of childhood sex abuse. It's like, it just seems like something that would be so ridiculously rare. I mean, how the fuck could anybody touch sexually somebody in their own family? It is ludicrous. How could it possibly happen as much as it does? And that's, I think, well, what it, is so something, crazy. Like somebody in the somebody in the chat room right now, Labia Brown, which I, I like that name. That's a nice name. Is that is that Cheryl? 
It's not clitoric because brown. Because why, why else would your labia be brown if you didn't have an ass cane? Well, there's, it, um, I think it's clitoric labia brown, brown is, I guess, sticking up for uh, Woody Allen and saying there was no evidence. The court decision was one by was by one judge, but how there was no evidence that I was sexually abused. The times that I was sexually abused, sexual abuse doesn't just involve. Mm-hmm. penetrative acts you right. know i mean like by your butt or your pussy or you know like whatever mm-hmm. there so to demand evidence all the time isn't going to make sense but to me when babysitters are claiming no i'm witnessing inappropriate sexual behavior between woody allen and the daughter and the daughter has a statement and mia yeah. farrow has a statement that is evidence right right witness well, testimony i, I think I don't know, and kind of to Madge's point, I just think to myself, okay, so what does this moment allow us to then do? So that Because my fear is that it just becomes, or at least for people that are detached from it, it just becomes this sort of like, who do you, who do you believe? I, I don't know, it's, it just seems very, like I, I wonder what the point of it is other than having the, you know, the opportunity for people to discuss the issue. I think and maybe it it's that. really that it allows people to uncover their uncomfortability with the issue and to actually contemplate what they would do in this situation yeah, if I, they were confronted with something similar. I think on the surface that re- it's about bullshit. I think on the surface it's about you know typical Hollywood gossip. But there is a valid discussion point here which does make it. And I think this is why like I hate celebrity gossip. I hate that whole topic. But this issue has fascinated me. And I think because there is a relevance to discussing it, it's very, it's very important topic. Um, the, the gossipy, he said, she said stuff I don't see is all that important. What I think is important is the underlying discussion about the abuse. But I, was, I wanted to make one point that's kind of sideways relevant because Lena Dunham came also you know, a lot of feminists came to the side of Dylan, and rightly so. But, you know, there's something that bothers me, because a lot of times people like Alec Baldwin is a perfect example. He says homophobic things, you know, like a, he called somebody a cocksucker who was chasing him with a camera. Listen to what Lena Dunham said about uh, Howard Stern during her his roast. Uh, let's see. She said, uh, she said, um, at the time, I didn't have the wherewithal, this is a direct quote, the wherewithal to ask you if you were intimidated because your wife, Beth, could definitely be with someone who doesn't look like a cartoon of a Jewish female horse. What? That's what Lena Dunham said about Howard Stern. She said that uh. Howard Stern looks like a cartoon of a f- Jewish female horse. She was joking, obviously. Nobody this made is her. drawing a rose? Yeah. Nobody made her apologize. In fact, as a result of this, Howard Stern apologized because he had called her, quote, a little fat girl who looks like Jonah Hill. But there was nothing, there was nothing, you know, she made an anti-Semitic comment and nobody cares. I don't think either of them should have apologized in the context of a roast, of a comedy roast. Well, I don't really either. But the thing is, there's a double standard here. The double yeah. standard is Lena Dunham can run around, you know, being the, the voice of feminism and reason, but then, you know, she can, you know, and she can criticize people for doing things like... Why in the hell did he apologize for that? I just, I don't get that. Because it's this whole thing that he does with his guests where he abuses them verbally, and then when he has to meet them face to face, he's too cowardly to, you know, to keep it up, so he just bends over backwards, and that's part of how he keeps these things going. That's what okay. I see. 
Anyway, it just bothered me. I just, I just don't like the double standard. You know, like anybody says something bad about gay people or feminists, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're like, they're taken off of whatever show they had, you know, and she made some, uh, what I think is on the surface, just as blatantly anti-Semitic as Alec Baldwin was homophobic. Yeah, but there's a difference between that guy from Grey's Anatomy, Isaiah Washington, Mm -hmm. calling somebody a faggot (laughs) offset or sorry, on set while the camera's not rolling and somebody saying during a roast, you look like a Jewish female horse. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, even more likely because that line was probably written for her by another comic to give it the roast, but... But it doesn't need to be, the word Jewish didn't need to be there for it to be funny. Yeah, but I mean, Madge, you, the lady, doth protest too much. It's like one of the things I love about Yeast Radio is Mm -hmm. because it's so irreverent and I can give things that would otherwise make me feel very uncomfortable, um, like the way that you kind of theatricalize racism and sexism and homophobia mm-hmm. and all that other stuff on the show i gi- i give it a pass because i get what you're doing the context okay. dictates the way i read the message yeah, i got what you're saying i just think lena dunham annoys the shit out of me End of i was gonna say <laughs> could you maybe just own the actual feeling behind the i can't stage? i can't stand that show it makes me fucking sick to see these horrible <laughs> ugly women naked it's just disgusting and by the I way you loved uh, no, ugly women no naked. not not that ugly and by the way speaking <laughs> of horrible ugly people on st- on the screen what about this new gay show on hbo called looking have you seen this piece oh, of garbage i've seen it Oh my I have, god! I guess all of my gay friends think it's terrible. Why but, is everything about gay people and straight? Why is everything about fucking relationships? Here's a story about a show about gay people, and it is entirely about their relationships with other men. That's it. Why? I, you know, I always wonder if it's because we're in this age now where we're sort of, you know, becoming like everybody else and we have this need there's some need somewhere within within the gay consciousness to sort of you know assume all the trappings of heterosexuality and hetero to use a reagan fox word heteronormat heteronormativity is that a word norma ray google it honey um that you know now we're just like everybody else fine i can accept that but hopefully it'll change because i just and they do it with, it might not even be a gay thing. Maybe it's just a, a a television thing. You know, why? It's always about the relationships instead of, I don't know. Well, L- human relationships, I guess, are. Wasn't the, the L word like that too? Problem. Wasn't the L word all about the relationships between the women? It's like, it's just, it's focused. It's past. What do you want them to do? Beat each other up and <laughs> kill each other? I don't know. Maybe they work. I don't know. Michael Dannon in the chat room said, the labia doth prolapse too far. Mm, that's Cheryl. Well, there is I a real that. story that was in the news today. Do you want to hear the real story? Yeah. That, that we ignore yeah. because Gabare Dissetabase said tranny. Um, that was last week, but still. Um, basic, okay, so um, the headline is, Wielding Whip and a Hard New Law, Nigeria Tries to Sanitize Itself of Gays. This is New York Times today. In Nigeria, the young man cried out as he was being whipped on the courtroom bench. The bailiff's leather whip struck him 20 times. When it was over, the man's side and back were covered with bruises. Still, the large crowd outside was disappointed, the judge recalled. The penalty for gay sex under local Islamic law is death 
by stoning. He is supposed to be killed, the judge Nuhudru Idris Muhammad said, praising his own leniency. <laughs> Rockefeller. I'll try to say that pra- name one more time. Praising his own leniency on Judgment Day Hold last match. month. Go back, say the name what? one more time. Nuhudru Idris Muhammad. De Rockefeller. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Said praising his own leniency on Judgment Day last month at the Sharia court here. The bailiff demonstrated the technique he used. Whip at shoulder level, then forcefully down, etc. So the punishment for gay sex for, for gay sex is death in Nigeria under Islamic law. Um, and this is what's re- th- what fascinates me about all these issues is like, this is what's really going on in the world. This is worse than what's going on in Russia, clearly. Oh, definitely. You know, I but mean, like, is it because they're black worse. that nobody cares or... Maybe we do care, and this is just coming out. But this well, is no, serious. but it, it's, it goes back to that Kairos thing that I was talking about. It's if the win, if the Winter Olympics, not that would it ever be in Nigeria. <laughs> Although Nigeria may be just as good an option. Well, somebody commented. So somebody commented. Or maybe they're talking about it because maybe they're up. Maybe they're trying to get the uh, the Summer Olympics. Maybe that's why they're beating gays publicly. But oh, this, yeah, this is it, it, that. This is the evidence that you need to yeah. get the IOC's attention that you'll be a perfect Olympic spot. Exactly. But this it says this it says gay sex has been illegal in Nigeria since British colonial rules, but convictions were rare. How much? You know what I really want to know, aside from you know the fact that this is important, but wh- how much of this is because of it's of Islam, and how much of it is because of just assholes? Well, it's probably more a factor of culture, culture than religion. They're using religion to apply their cultural, you know, expectations or whatever. I don't know, Reagan, you got the words for stuff like that. But, <laughs> I don't um, know. You said it fine. But um, I feel like because there's this like, it's almost like they use gay and I shouldn't say they because that sounds really appropriate. Mm-hmm. But um Again, it doesn't feel like it's a religious thing as much as it feels like perhaps it's a cultural uh, idea about sexuality. So they use the, mm. the religion to ap- apply their homophobia because in the same way that we did for many years until we were like, yeah, you can't do that. I get a lot of comments when I post stories like this basically saying, you know what, you're too easy on Muslims. You know, this is because... This is is this is what the religion of Islam is. This is what it teaches, and I just is that true? Well, Sharia law. I mean, God, we could do a whole. We should probably read some stuff yeah, before I'd we have talk to and sound like idiots. But <laughs> well, that's Sharia too late. Law, this is that's one of the things be, that I would just like to say. That's going to be my drag name if I ever get on uh, <laughs> Sharia law. Sharia law. Okay. Um, if you ever get on what RuPaul, are you auditioning? <laughs> no, you should. I'd be good. Well, one of the um, somebody on or okay, somebody on Facebook posted this clip from Fox, and they were talking about how basic, how about uh, how um, you know the United States is basically letting uh, like there's this fear among conservatives that Sharia law is just around the corner and that it's taking over America. Oh, really? But what is Sharia law? Sharia law, again, I'm ignorant, so I can't tell you, but my understanding is that it's a set of law. It's kind of like, you know how the Jews had a a law that they were allowed to practice amongst themselves, no matter what country they were in, or um, like Christians of certain communities had their own ways for dealing with disputes. So Sharia laws, you know, certain Muslims will use it to 
basically keep law and order. And there are all sorts of interpretations. And essentially, there are ways for you know good and like good to um, stop bad behavior yes. and promote good behavior. Blah blah blah. So, which are the Muslim countries? Where I don't even know if that's the right word, Muslim countries or Islamic countries. Or which are the ones where gay being gay is legal? Which Muslim countries are, is gay marriage legal? That's what I would like to know. Probably the better question would be what predominantly Muslim country has you know laws. Yeah. Okay. Beneficial to gay people. That answer, I don't know. I, I would be interested in finding that out. So perhaps we can get some feedback on that, so that we don't have to. But again, I don't think. think it's the religion as much as the. the but that's what level I want to know. Which the religion is allowed to, because you know Christians have these laws, but in many yeah. societies where Christian, uh, the Christian religion is dominant, Christians have decided that we're not going to live by these laws anymore to the tune that we used to. But it's so I don't still, think there's anything inherently in the law that makes it more discriminatory than any other religious. I, I'm just curious. and that maybe They so have may more literalist in, in um, Islam, I think. I'd really just like to know more about this from somebody who can speak from a new, more neutral Maybe we should view. get like a... Muslim. A gay Somebody Muslim who knows on. this stuff, yeah. I would like that. Because, you know, it's like, it's always so, it feel like it's always so dangerous because you can't, you know, you don't want to be racist or whatever it's called or anti-Muslim or whatever. But but at the same time, it, if the, Islamophobic, but if there is some sort of actual truth somewhere, then I would like to know about it. You know? Yeah, like I, I, like I think the whole like all these religions are dumb. You know, like did you guys watch the debate, between the so-called debate between oh, the yeah. the science guy and the and the creationist? I, I didn't, didn't watch, watch it. it but what I was it like? It was insane. It was like the 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 creationist basically said there's two kinds of science: historical, like current and past. Past science, he shows a diagram of Noah's Ark. Like, he literally believes the Bible is true. They interview all these scientists, like the guy who invented the MRI scanner, who is a, who is a creationist scientist. And so they basically believe there's two, there's two uh, pieces, or there's two bodies of science. I don't know what the word is. Branches. There's current, which is real science, and there's historical science, which is bullshit. <laughs> and Bill Nye's like, well, the, universe, the, the Earth isn't... Um, 4,000 years old because if you look at the Grand Canyon and he shows slides of the Grand Canyon, we can see that it's billions of years old. Billions of, you know, he, he said that in order for this to, for the Grand Canyon to have happened, we would have had to had 146 years occur in each Earth year, which clearly hasn't happened. It's like, and the guy's like, but you don't know that. What? It was just like, the guy's like in total denial and you're like, it's, well, did you it's see that maddening. meme? Oh, hold on, let me go on my Facebook and see if I could find. I, I There's just, a great meme going around about the debate okay. where they say that um, the guy who was the creationist said basically, "There's nothing that will change my mind. Like this is this is mm -hmm. how I believe. There's nothing that you're going to say that's right. going to sway me from my fate." Okay, it says. Um, the question is, what would make you change your mind? And the, the Christian guy says, nothing. And Bill Nye says, evidence. And then yeah. the, at the bottom of the meme, it says, and therein lies all the difference in the world. Yeah, and that's true. You know, and it's funny because here's basically how I can sum up the creationist scientist point of view. And I'm not even joking. So you have a nothing. You have a blank space where Earth is. And then you have God who goes abracadabra with a magic wand. And there appears Earth as magic it stood. Wanda. As it stood. Hey. 4,000 years ago.
Grand Canyon and all. So, but the weird thing is, even that it's not consistent because they say that in the Bible that the Grand Canyon was like a runoff for all the water from Noah's flood. And then Bill Nye's like, well, then, okay, that's fine, but uh, it's still bullshit because of, you know, the archaeological proof or the geological proof. But um, where's the Grand Canyon for all the other continents that had the flood, you know? I mean, it was like, it was just so silly that he was arguing with, it was very commendable, I thought, that you could argue with this retarded shit. But they didn't have any creationist geologists on there, I noticed. But just like the whole thing about, it's just, I just feel like it's dangerous, this whole religion just, no, you can't take it literally. No, uh-uh. You want to have, even religion like not literally is spooky. But like, it's just like, I think at some point we need to say, look, no, uh-uh, we're not, I think it's, go away. I think there's going to come a time, I honestly do, where people are going to go, wait a minute, we, because I, I don't know, this is just such a big topic. Oh. What? Say it. Oh. Say it. Religion in our society gets so much preferential treatment, and I have to feel like, in a, and I get it, I understand because of our history why we are very sensitive to the subject. And I think people should be able to believe and practice whatever they want without the interference of government. Okay. That said, I don't understand why religion gets such a huge um, preferential treatment in the sense that we, we, like religion's rights are almost held above that of human rights on occasion. I have two I have, yeah. I have a two word answer for that question and it's Ronald Reagan. Yes. It really and and Jimmy Carter actually part, played part of this too but like that was the end of the 70s beginning of the 80s is when that whole religion thing came, took over our country and our government and became like part of the political process. It wasn't really before. And like Yeah, and I I just I think there needs to come a time when Churches have to, well, yes, when things become a little bit more equitable, because you choose to believe a religion, right? I mean, yeah. you're born into certain religions, and you feel it's a cultural thing, and it goes back, you know, whatever. But for the most part, when it comes right down to it, you're abiding by a certain set of ideas, and you're choosing to do that and, if and, you're calling yourself a member of a religion. Right, right. If you're gay, that is, I didn't get a choice. Well, why do, you, why do, why do these religions get tax-free i don't understand that like why don't why do they get a tax exemption Any yeah i religion? don't understand that either like why don't they have to pay taxes i don't get it do you get it Reagan? we could start a religion we could start eat this hot show church of the united <laughs> well sylvia Brown and not have church. to pay any taxes what is okay well that's fine we can do that i think we should okay i would like to be a priestess don't we already hmm Church of the Sacred Grumhole? I don't know. <laughs> oh, by the way, as John said in the chat room, it is Sharia law. <laughs> oh, Sharia. Thank you true. for that. that. Thank you for that. We appreciate thank the you. correction. Thank you for that. How, but how heavy is that? Is that heavy? Sharia law will kill you. Sharia law will abort your fetus. <laughs> so... Yeah, I don't know about this. I, I know this Nigeria thing and the Sharia. Just, I don't understand. You know, sometimes I feel like I'm being a good progressive by saying the right things and not condemning people for, you know, for things that maybe they should be condemned for. I think you just have to be thoughtful about it. You know, so many times it's easy to fall for these 
because there are people that are going to want you to Pro-lapse. believe just like this this art or this uh clip that somebody posted on facebook about how you know these these scary muslims are trying to get their <laughs> laws passed in our community so they can kill everybody and take us over and make us all terrorists and you know if if somebody is trying to perpetuate a fear about another group i would just say be very careful and thoughtful and right okay reasonable um did you see this big story from today justice department to give married sex same-sex couples equal protection that's huge yeah that came out yesterday oh did it what is it again say it again i didn't basically married couples are going to get they're going to get treated by the federal government the same no matter what state they live in so for federal tax purposes benefits etc gay married couples married legally in whatever states allow it oh so if i got married yeah if i got married in california and then moved to texas with my boyfriend or my husband then no matter what texas says i would get the same federal benefits federal yeah Uh uh-huh Awesome. I mean, that's huge. And that's Obama. And this is what, this is why we vote for Democrats. Obama. For those people that say everybody's the same. You would not see a Republican president do this. That is very true. That is very true. I agree with that 1,000%. Elections have consequences. Consequences. Think about it. I haven't. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I was watching this old episode of Sex and the City. Like, cause mm-hmm. I hate that show, but my friend loves to watch it. I'm like, oh God, no. And, um, and then in walks Jerry Blank onto the set. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. One of the people at the book place. She that- was like the boss. Yeah. She was the publisher who had just gotten fired. And I was like, oh my God. Yay. End of story. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's Yay, a good Jerry. story, man. Bring it's back that show. Story. Come on. Bring back that show. I know. Bring back that show. I want another season of Arrested Development, oh, and I want—I definitely want another season of The Comeback. Don't you think we're going to get another? Uh, oh, The Comeback for sure. Right, don't you think we're going to get another Arrested Development? I thought that was already going on. Well, I think it's there was one on the Netflix, but but well, I mean the hello, one after that. Entertainment reporter. We knew that. We watched. She's that. not an entertainment reporter. She's a couch uh, commercial blogger. I'm a couch like, potato junkie. <laughs> Who goes on cruises? Um, so your cruise is next week? No, 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 no. We're going to Palm Springs next week. Cruise oh, is not till so April. Close. You'll be so close. What are you going to gonna do in Palm Springs? Make a porn? Well, I have. Yes, we're all going to make a porn. It's my friend's fortieth ber- uh, birthday, Ugh. and so we're renting this house so a bunch of homosexuals can be gay and woo. But I'm going to tan and eat. That's Listen, my goal. Turning forty when, is nothing to are celebrate. You, are you turning? Uh, are you flying in on Friday? Yes, we fly in on uh, the fourteenth. And are you flying into LAX and then driving to Palm Springs? No, we fly right into Palm Springies. Well, for you. Well, we got a real cheap flight. Fancy. Seriously, though, turning 40 sucks. Really? I would have thought it would have been fun. No, you know why? Why? Because you you can't get a job after you turn 40. Everything changes. Age discrimination is horrible. I never believed it was as bad as it was until I went through it myself. Why don't you act like you're a ballet dancer and cut 10 years off your age? Because I'm not Rahm Emanuel. 
What does that have? What does Rahm Emanuel have to do with this? Because he was a ballerina. Oh, he's a ballerina. Mm -hmm. I was watching one of my favorite shows, Dance Moms, (laughs) and Abby Lee Miller, who runs the studio, Abby Lee Miller Dance Company. I'm familiar with her thanks to Church of Deborah. I love her because in many ways she's very creative. She's very good when she's putting together these dance routines. And and I mean that. I'm not even just saying that. But in some ways her lack of creativity is just baffling. She'll say – she said, okay, this week I'm giving Maddie, who's her favorite, a solo. Maddie, you're going to have a ballet routine and it's going to be called ballerina. And I just thought, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Oh hey, but, I but got that's like Elton John, ballerina. Must have seen her. What? Uh, Missouri, De- Missouri, Delaware. What? Is, uh, this is some kind of sports thing. I don't understand. Missouri, D E. Oh, D- is that a defensive end? You're talking a, NFL prospect yeah. Michael Sam says he's gay. Wow. So if he gets drafted, he would be the first openly gay NFL player. Hold on, his name's Michael Sams? Does he have a hot cop? Michael Sam. Sam, okay. Where's his pictures? Where? I heard there was a picture of James Franco naked, and I can't find it anywhere. What's going what is on? That? What, do you not know how to Google? I know how to fucking Google, you bitch. I just oh, didn't find the goddamn picture. The guy, let handsome. me see a picture. Oh, yeah, he's handsome. He's a handsome man. I saw this. This is just... There's a there's this black and white video of some footballer in somewhere in Europe or South America, and he does this whole photo shoot naked. I, well, I clicked on that. Did you? Click, isn't that something else? And you think you're not going to see the penis? I that too. And then they show the penis, and you're like, Is he wearing Christ. a turtleneck? He ain't wearing nothing, honey. No, I mean you know. Turtle. Oh yes, it looks like the goddamn Liberty Bell uh, downstairs. <laughs> yeah, no, I, <laughs> I you, saw that like too. A, do you prefer a turtleneck? Do yeah. you like fresh catfish? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care either way. I don't either. I, I don't care I, either I have way, never but I do. I, I think an uncut penis is pretty sexy. No. They can be. Sometimes they can be ugly, though. I don't care. I mean, I'm a lesbian, but still. I, who gives a shit? I mean, I actually, I'm against circumcision. You know, like, um, but, yeah, me too. But in terms of the actual thing, I don't give a fuck, right? Yeah, I don't care. Don't mm-hmm. care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad we mm-hmm. solved that problem. Another problem solved on Eat This Hot Show. Okay, time for closing music. Okay. We will, we will, we will, we Thank you all so much for listening to, into a, a somewhat controversial hot show. Was it hot? And we actually had we had twelve people in our chat room tonight. That's oh. a, that's a lot compared to last week's one. And and note, audience, that uh, you can, if you want to find out when we're on, just hit, hit like on our Facebook page, which is Facebook Eat This Hot Show. And when you want to see us live now, just go to eatthishotshow.com slash live. It's right on the page. Very easy. And we're not doing a hot show next week, correct? No. Nope. Correction. Correct. Yo. Correct okay. direction. Are we doing the week after that? Um, I, that's too far away. We'll I don't know. I think so. We'll see, won't we then? Oh yeah, I think I, I actually think I have something going on that week. Okay, well, we'll we'll discuss later. But okay. we're still closing. Bye. Oh yeah, I'm going to Vegas, but I might be back in time. But anyway, squish sound, squish sound.
where's my purse? 